Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Billy from the Total Screamers podcast. The Premier League's in full swing and that means it's time to throw on your club shirt and make sure that you don't take a nasty tackle below the waist. Our partners at Manscaped are here so you can stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all of your below the waist grooming needs with the code SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping on your order. Hello everybody, welcome back to Talk Sables Podcast. I am Simo. Today I'm joined by Jake. Say hello Jake. Hi guys, welcome back. I'm also joined by Jed. Say hello Jed. Hello everyone. Uh, we're back with our Premier League review and I won't I won't, I won't waste too much time boys. We'll get straight into this, uh, mainly because I want to poke fun at Billy. Because uh, we go to <laughs> Newcastle Villa. What were your thoughts on this match, Jed? How's the championship, did you say? <laughs> that's why for, that's, for context listeners Jed did warn us warn us off he had a joke straight I thought he was going to blow his load early straight in <laughs> no, that's my that's my main takeaway from this exactly. is that New, Newcastle are going down um, <laughs> it's a big point for them um, but I, I think that uh, things are looking bleak um, although to be fair to, you know, to their credit they could have been they could have easily given up after they got there late Late goal. Um, yeah. So fair play for them for, for coming back, obviously staying in it and, and getting the equaliser. Um, from a Villa perspective, it's it's poor to be conceding that goal. Um, and they should be getting three points there at Newcastle. Um, it's a you know a glimmer of hope for Newcastle, isn't it? But I, I feel like they're, they're going to go down. I'm going to die on that hill. Newcastle are going down now. They put out a, a training video of Callum Wilson earlier. <laughs> 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 I think it's a bit of a just like, don't worry, he's coming back. <laughs> uh, what, what were your thoughts, Jake? Um, uh, yeah, I think it's a big, it's a big point for Newcastle, but it's it almost feels like it's just futile. Like when they get a point, because <laughs> other teams are getting results. So it's you know, while it while it is a good point, um, you know, and, and a late goal and drama always always does inspire a bit of confidence. And, and to be fair to them, they they played okay. Um, I think they definitely deserved, probably deserved the point out of the game. Um, I think they were a bit unlucky to concede. Um, and if they hadn't conceded and got that late goal, I mean, that would have been massive. But yeah, I think I agree with Jed. I think, you know, unless Callum Wilson comes back and, and scores hat trick every game, I think they're in uh, massive, massive jeopardy. I definitely agree with that. Like you said, mate, I think other teams getting results doesn't help them. Like Brighton winning doesn't yeah, help. Brighton winning was huge. I know Massive Fulham lost, result. but like you know, Fulham are in a better shape than uh, than Newcastle for me. Even though they did mm. lose, um, yeah, like you say, Brighton is is the one really that will will hurt Newcastle seeing that result. 
To be fair, right, I thought Newcastle actually started the game pretty well. Joe Linton keeps finding himself in great positions <laughs> and winning the ball up the field and holding up the ball. But as soon as he enters the final third of the pitch, I don't know what the fuck happens to that boy. He just goes absolutely, he should be a centre-back at this point, really. <laughs> you know, he's, he's built for it. <laughs> he's got he the is, build for uh, it. He's making an absolute mockery of the sacred number nine at Newcastle, isn't oh, he? He is, yeah. Oh, my God. To think that, you know... <laughs> <laughs> she must be violently sick after every game. Everything that that shirt number comes with at Newcastle is just currently just being rewritten by him. Like, he's yeah, just literally, I mean, he's, he's a disgrace to the number nine, isn't he? Disgrace! Wow! Worse than, worse than Boularoos. Oh, yeah. Wow. Worse than a right back at number nine. <laughs> Genuinely, we picking on Joe Linton too, uh, too much. I think it's more than bullying. But why is he so bad? He's so bad. I just put him like between Lascelles and Clark, like just slightly in front of them, maybe. A five at the back. Yeah, yeah, and then it would be much more. Yes, I mean, he's yeah. He's, speaking of Lascelles, Lascelles again. I mean, like the fact that it's been Lascelles that got. They got him something last game as well, and then he's he's he's, he's perked up again and won them at late in the game. You know he has a captain leader, and he's decent centre back, Premier League proven centre back. Uh, I'm just looking for sort of like we need to add little rays of uh, sunshine in for, for yeah. Newcastle listeners, otherwise they'll all disappear. Uh, like the Sheffield United ones. I swear to God, like we look at the people that are acting off post, and it's never a Sheffield United fan. <laughs> they went long ago. They went long ago. It's going to be the same case for Newcastle fans if we don't stop picking on so much. I don't think Villa were anywhere near as convincing as they should have been in this match. They look lost for words in midfield uh, is a bit of an understatement for me. Um, they're, they're trying to send this message out that they're not this one man team, but they keep playing as if they're a one man team without that one man. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah. it's like even without him on the pitch, there's just la- less confidence in the way they play, um, and and like you say, they just look less convincing. Um, they are a one man team, aren't they? <laughs> but they have good players. Like when, as soon as you put Jack Grealish on the, the pitch, and you see players coming to light, you see John McGinn coming to light, you see Ollie Watkins coming to light. Um, you know, Triori's a really good player as well. And you think, oh, well, this is a good. Douglas Ruiz as well as a player that I mean, it's a, a decent level squad level player for the Premier League, and then Jack Grealish goes away for a little bit, and they don't, they all look like Championship players again. And it's, that's uh, that's what I mean, though. It's like there's there's less confidence, I think, because he's not there. There should be mm. should be the opposite. It should be all right. Jack they Grealish is gone. The yeah, they should they should be wanting to steal the limelight in, in a way, um, but it just seems to go the opposite way, doesn't it? It's weird. It does. It does, and they should be playing much better football against. Uh, very poor Newcastle side of a very low in confidence Newcastle side with a camp that's in disarray. Um, it's not a very happy camp at all. Uh, Villa should have been using this game as momentum uh, and as pretty much a sparring match and putting it to bed fairly early. But they just they struggled with I don't want to say Newcastle's quality, but they struggled. <laughs> they did, yeah. <laughs> Joe Linton, there's a lot to handle. <laughs> well, well it, the boss tied on Mings, didn't he? I mean, like not that it matters because like if even if. You know, Linton, Joe Linton got the ball. Uh, There's nothing he could do with it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it doesn't matter that he bossed it. He did boss Tyron Mings, which just leads me to believe he should be a centre-back. Um, in, terms of, in terms of watching quality, I didn't really particularly enjoy this one. I don't know about you boys. No, not at all. I've seen better games, mate. I don't enjoy watching Newcastle in general. <laughs> you know, not enjoy it for <laughs> not, the banter. Not even Newcastle fans team, do this no. <laughs> Genuinely, I, I, I just think that they're so... Like the Newcastle sides of the past have always been exciting as well, relatively exciting uh, attacking teams, and I feel like this the last sort of decades it's been the complete opposite. Um, it's just been dreary, drab, laughing stock of like former sides, and I feel like when you look at like Alan Shearer's teams and even uh, you know as recently as Denver Bar and, and Papa Cisse in the sides, you know they looked like a decent team under Pardew, mm. and you thought. They start to go places, and then it obviously all dropped off. And then ever since then, I feel like they've just been an absolute laughing stock, like Newcastle, and they're a proper shell of themselves. And I, I personally, I think it's all down to Mike Ashley. I, I agree with the Newcastle fans on that one. I feel like oh, he yeah. he doesn't give them the money, doesn't give them the the backing, so they don't get the players, don't get the managers they want. They got a, a, a world class manager, Rafael Benitez, and gave him about a fiver and a packet of hobnobs to spend in the transfer market. And- <laughs> well, that was the thing. It was like, okay, you, Rafa, you can keep us in a Premier League on scraps. Doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I think it was um, a bit of a steering competition between uh, Mike Ashley and Rafa. 
obviously, uh, Mike blinked first because Rafa just fucking walked away from the table. Um, you know, and it it was. Do you know what it was? It wasn't a sleazy fucking exit either. I mean, you know, it, Rafa Benitez wasn't asking for more money in his contract. He was fairly. He was, he was just saying, I just I need to improve the squad because otherwise we're just going to go stagnant. There's, there's yeah. no maintenance in the squad if there's only outgoings and there's not ingoings. You know, and like clever moves like you know loaning in Solomon Rondon and things like that. You know, uh, that's the stuff that you know. Like Solomon Rondon is a player that was loaned in. He's still playing. He's still a decent player. Yeah, he's everything Joe Linton is and more. <laughs> <laughs> They're literally the same centre forward apart from Solomon Rondon. Does it? Did did, well, did do it all better? No, how um, much did um, they sign Joe Linton for? It was about forty million. Forty two million. So imagine, million. you know, Steve Bruce spends that money on Joe Linton. I'd like to see what Rafa Benitez would have done with forty two million because I think he'd have spent it on about Who's five, smart, five or six players. Yeah, Who's and smart? you know. Uh, we're, getting, we're talking a bit too, na- too much, I think. I think we should move on to this game. You know, leave gets, it in the past where it belongs. Guess it's angry. Back to it. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Just a quick shout out to Total Steamers host, Billy. Uh, your team was shite at the weekend, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we next go to uh, Leeds United uh, at Chelsea. Uh, this game started very promising. I actually put it in the Screamers group chat. Uh, this is a really good game, lads. You know, if you're not watching it, you should you should watch it. <laughs> and uh, a few of the lads tuned in and you know it turned out now now my curse <laughs> my curse and my shame <laughs> How, what, what are your thoughts on this match Jake? Um, I th- do you know in terms of uh, nil-nils it, it definitely wasn't the worst nil-nil I've ever seen it was quite it's quite intense. high te- intense yeah like high yeah. tempo from both sides I mean whenever Leeds are going to play it's it's never really going to be dull even a nil-nil with Leeds involved it's, it tends to be sort of quite entertaining Um I I, it's a great point for Leeds, I think. Um, really, really good point. Uh, Tuchel, I know, came out after the game and said Chelsea needs to be more clinical, and I'd, I'd agree with him. You know, they've, they missed a f- quite a few chances, and Kai Havertz missed a couple of good chances in the in, in the game. And I feel like he's been a, like the real disappointment for me for Chelsea since he's come in. Havertz, I know everyone talks about Werner. I, I think both, I, I, both of them. I mean, have been have been so far a bit of a. I think Havertz has had an, an upturn in form since Tuchel came in. Still not, yeah. not what you want for £71 million, though, is it? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, still, he's still very young, though, I think, isn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah he, he, he does have a lot of room to grow. Right. Yeah, he's, he's got a lot of uh, potential still. Um, I agree with Jake. I think I've definitely seen worse nil nils than this one. Mm. Um, but I think both sides can probably see that this is a missed opportunity because they both had mm. good chances. Yeah. Um, you know, on another day, they end up going in, or you just need one to, one of them to go in, um, and it's three points. So I think it's a better point for Leeds than it is for Chelsea. But um, that's the overall thing that I took away from it is that either side could have won this one. Um, it's just a shame that that you know, we didn't see any goals really. Um, uh, but I think both keepers forced into some decent saves. Uh, I would probably say that the longer the game went on, the more, the more it looked like it was going to be a lead that were happy with the point. Mm. Chelsea, for me, a little bit guilty of trying to walk the ball into the net um, in this match. Um, I quite like the way Tuchel's revamped Chelsea. I mean, their passing is, some of the passing they do is absolutely glorious, to be honest. The way they, the way they move the ball. And um, Christensen looks like a new man, full of confidence, and he has that modern centre-back, so, so good with his feet. I can't really see... I mean, everybody... Kurt Zuma was, was, was Frank, Lard's, Frank Lampard's man, wasn't he? Uh, because yeah. For me, there's not a centre-back in the league that's as good at, in both boxes as, as Zuma. He's just so dominant, so powerful. Um, could rival, in, in both boxes, honestly, rival Van Dijk. Um, and he's got the scoring record to prove it and the, and the aerial duels record to prove it as well. But that's not what Thomas Tuchel's going to be after. He's going to be after a, a player like Christensen. Mm. Uh, Rudiger, you know, players that are really good with a with their feet and because they have they absolutely insist insist uh, about playing out from the back and they insist that it's a must it's non it's a non-negotiable for his um for his style of play and uh i think we may see a well it's, it's a bit of a, a, a prediction i'm not too sure on but i think zuma isn't really going to fit that system i don't know what you boys think yeah like you said he's definitely a, a very good player in the air um which is useful at, at both ends of the pitch um I, I don't know whether there's room for, for Kyle Tamori to come back into the team, whether mm. he'd be a bit, bit more suited to the ball-playing role. Uh, I mean, he's certainly got options. I mean, the other choice for Tuchel in the summer is to just go and spend another £500 million or something, isn't it? So, Classic Chelsea, right, that one, um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it, 
that's probably more likely what's going to happen. Um, but Kurt Zuma, if, you know, if things don't work out for him at Chelsea, I think have a very good career in the Premier League elsewhere. Um, <laughs> put him at West Ham or something. He'd absolutely boss it there. Like, he, you know, there's there's plenty of teams that would love a player like that. Um, mm. Yeah, all right. All right. But, um, I don't yeah. think he would struggle for work. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, but yeah, Christensen, I like him as well. I think he's a good player. Uh, I think it's, it's about time that he really became an important player for Chelsea because he's been there for about you know, 10 years going out on loan and doing all of that that you have to do if you're a Chelsea player. Um, he is an international now, isn't he? He is, he is, yeah. I mean, he's sort of been, sure. been on the fringes for a little while now, hasn't he? And, you know, I think potentially this could be the, the change in management that he needs um, to, to really cement his place in the team. Tiago, Tiago Silva will be fucking raging. He left a manager that was happy to see him go. <laughs> And he's only gone and fucking took over the club he went to. Oh, no. <laughs> he won't be happy with that, will he? <laughs> I must think, Jesus Christ, what did I need to do to get away from you? Um, <laughs> I think uh, it's a big it's a big couple of years from Chelsea. Um, Tuchel has a, pro, a proven record of uh, losing dressing rooms. And he's sort of right. second or third year because he is so intense. Uh, and Chelsea have a decent squad. More than a decent squad. They have a, they have a great, great squad. <laughs> and I think if they add even more on top of that, then it's going to be... An insane couple of seasons for, for Chelsea, I think. That's, that would be my prediction. Big potential there, definitely. Yeah, we next go to Crystal Palace and West Brom. We've seen Hodgson take on Big Sam. What were your thoughts, Jed? Uh, I saw a tweet before this game uh, which says, Palace, West Brom on TV. Imagine how many dogs are going to go for a nice two-hour walk now on your Saturday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh... <laughs> that, to me, sums up this game, to be honest, you know, it wasn't particularly exciting. Palace won. They got a penalty. Luka Milivojevic doesn't miss penalties. Um, yeah. It's a it's a big chance wasted for West Brom, really. Um, when they're fighting for points, yeah, teams like Palace are there for the taking most of the time. Um, you know, they are they're all right, but if you know if you if you go at them, um, you can cause them problems. So I think West Brom have really missed their chance here. Um, there's not really too much else I can add. It's just a it's a one of the most boring games of the weekend, I guess, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I think I think this game leaves West Brom out of it. This for oh. me was 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 a game that was non-negotiable to win. Uh, they, if they had any hopes of survival, they absolutely had to get get the, get yeah, the three I mean, points in this game. Not even a draw. But they all they already had quite a big hill to climb. Um, yeah, to now to get out of it. Now, yeah, exactly. Now it's a mountain. Big Sam's um, come out and said, hasn't he, that there's 27 points available and, and West Brom need minimum of 20. He said there's about room for, to drop about seven points in in the next few games. It's like, can you really see West Brom only dropping seven <laughs> points from now to the end no, of the season? We, we love big, not. We love Big Sam, but you know he's he's not Jesus. Like he's not, you know, <laughs> he's not he's not going to be able to conjure some sort of magical form out of thin air for West Brom, is he? Like as good as he is, that ain't happening, is it? Twenty points out, yeah. Twenty points from from a possible twenty seven. Like that's that's. Near, near, near enough title winning form for yeah. a team, isn't it? Like that's not that's not happening. It's not happening at all. Not with the squad he's got, no chance. No, no. I mean they really they really had to do something in January <laughs> to do a lot in January. <laughs> I, fair, thought, I don't think Bobby Snodgrass was going um, to cut it. Really, their signings <laughs> really haven't been that bad. Like that, Diagno when he's coming, he, I think he's, he's probably been the best one. But I think like they they just wasted the summer. They didn't recruit properly in the summer. No. Um, well, didn't back got, got, village, and and that's where that's really yeah. what's let them down. They got uh, Metal Niles on loan from from Arsenal, mm. didn't they? Um, West, yeah, West Brom have, the only. They've still got only, a Championship squad, though, haven't they? That's you know you look at it, and it's it's a Championship squad, but unlike a Leeds side, which is still the Championship team, the Leeds team is drilled. You know, they know exactly what they're supposed to be doing. They man, they trust the manager, they trust the process, uh, and they and they play good football. Where West Brom have sort of come up, they sacked the manager, they've had like a caretaker manager. Then Big Sam's come in, they've changed the style of football. You know, and, and the players are probably all going, well, <laughs> you know, it's, it's chopping and changing. Where, you know, you take the two championship sides, Leeds and West Brom, and it's complete chalk and cheese because one trusts the system, one trusts the manager, the others probably don't really trust the system. They're being asked to play football that they don't want to play um, and they've got a manager who probably will leave at the end of the season if he doesn't keep them up. So I was just, just going to ask that, what you think Big Sam will do at the end of the season. Will he stay or, or is he going to go? Um, uh, he's not going to get a better offer. I think uh, at the stage in his career, Big Sam is not going to get a better offer. I don't think, unless... 
he stays at West Brom and promotes into Premier League, which I think is probably within his ability to do if he has a little bit more time. I mean, he's... Um, yeah. I, I, I don't want to say he's underrated as a manager. Be. I think he's rated pretty much as he should be. You know, can do a job. Um, but when he gets, he gets into that championship, you know, he, he's in one of the bigger sides within the championship. Um, so if he wants to feel like, you know, a slightly bigger fish in the pond, they could stay, personally. I don't, I don't know if I can see it. It doesn't look like a happy camp. But then, you know, he's not had the chance really to build it how he wants it, um, you know, immediately. I think if he stayed, he could mould that team the way he wants them and get them promoted. So I think there's there's merits for, for staying, isn't there? Definitely. Definitely. There's pros and cons, yeah. there? Yeah. Um, I think it is, yeah. And I think um, the only thing is he's got this so-called record of, uh, you know, um, never been relegated as a manager. Do you reckon he leaves on the um, last day of the season to keep it intact? <laughs> no, it's still actually. I think he's just before still good on the record as a relegation. But the only thing that could probably, for me, that probably you know could make that right on a CV would, would be you know getting getting West Brom promoted. Bounce straight back that up. Could, yeah. yeah, yeah, that could yeah. that could make it right. Rafa did it. I'm not compare. I can't believe I just compared those two, but you know, Rafa did do it. He went down and went right back up, <laughs> and you know, did a job. Um, you know, if, if Sam's up to it, I think. I don't know. He's at that stage. It's very much at the twilight of his career. Um, I don't think he has many, many of the uh, the glory days left. <laughs> if he <laughs> if he doesn't uh, if he doesn't go to or if he didn't stay at uh, West Brom, I'd like to see him go somewhere abroad. Real Madrid. Just, I could know, li- yeah somewhere in <laughs> somewhere in Spain or like yeah, you know, <laughs> just go, yeah. go to somewhere random. Yeah, somewhere completely uh, random. I'd like I'd like to see him go down that route. Uh, I've seen somewhere. Um, on Twitter, it was like Hodge when Hodgson leaves Palace, maybe Sam steps in, and then he just yeah, he's you know, been, do, he's do Palace already, have done with Hodgson and just squeeze like ten years out of them. Yeah, I was thought I wonder. When, I was thinking that as well. Like, I wonder when Roy Hodgson's gonna finally gonna call it a day because like, it feels like it'd be will. a weird day. He's in football. great shape. He's in great shape. He runs like six miles a day, man. He's like he loves he loves the game, and he's he's still capable. He's clearly still <laughs> capable. You know, um, in terms because that's not. a it's not an amazing squad, the Palace squad, is it? Nah. No, it's not. It's got Wilfred it'll be in the Saha, in next it? season. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it's Wilfred Saha. And I would say as it's Eze as well. Yeah. He's a great young player. Um, but, you know, it, they'll, they'll be in the Premier League next season, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, <laughs> it would be it'd be very Palace. <laughs> uh, we next go to Everton Burnley, and Burnley played a superb game, and Everton were absolutely awful. Their home form is shocking at the minute. Um... What are your thoughts in the game, Jed? I thought Burnley were brilliant, mate. I thought that they, they thoroughly deserved the three points. Um, they really took the game to Everton and, and Everton just didn't seem to be able to handle them. <laughs> um, Dwight McNeil's goal was worthy of winning any game as well. Unbelievable, wasn't beauty. it? Yeah, really good goal. Um, yeah, I was, I was impressed with them, to be honest. I, like, it makes you wonder why they, they don't play like that every week. Um, because like, if they go it's out the and, and attack teams... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there was... <laughs> There was times earlier on in the season where we were saying oh, they've, they've got absolutely no attacking threat whatsoever, and, and like against Everton, they looked like they could they could score, you know, pretty much every chance they got. It was it's it's weird, it's a very weird shift in in how they've they've set up and how they've played. Um, mm. I I think that it would it would, it would work wonders for them if they carried on like playing like that at the end of the day. Um, if they'd started the season off, you know, playing like that, they'd be in a much better position now. Um, so yeah, I, I think they really deserve the win. Everton, like you said, the home form has just dropped off a cliff, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Um, what are your thoughts on this match, Jake? Um, yeah, Everton were poor. Uh, their home form's a bit of a worry for them as well. Um, <clears throat> knowing a lot of Everton fans and having a lot of Everton fans as, as family members, um, it's always it's always good to see for me them, them get beat like this. But one, <laughs> you know, um, it's, I, I was I seen a good sort of tweet the other day. From an Everton fan, actually, and he said, "You know, the the form's worrying since January. If it was any other manager except Carlo Ancelotti, the Everton fans have got a history of calling for his head, sort of thing, and you know, get rid of him, get gone." Mm. Um, so I think at the moment, like Carlo, the the fact that he is Carlo Ancelotti is the only thing that's stopping him really getting any criticism from Everton fans, um, because you know, th- th- recently they've been very, very up and down and very poor, but. Um, Calvert Lewin scoring, I think that's always a boost. Um, if he can keep, if he can keep scoring, Richarlison can keep getting involved in games and scoring. It's it's always going to bode well for Everton. Um, but credit to Burnley, I mean, 
they were great. Like you said, Jed, if they play like that every week, they wouldn't have any issues, any issues about relegation. Yeah, it's like, you know, there's so much, there's the potential there. They can do it. It's just shown, mm. you know, they've shown they can do it. So it's really weird that they don't, you know, sometimes they look like they the last thing they want to do is, is go forward. Um, they looked like a soft touch against Burnley. Yeah. And Burnley players knew it. And they, they they took advantage of it. Yeah, if there's one That's team, one you side that you can't you can't give an inch in that yeah. in that respect against Burnley. Uh, but you've got to be tough and physical. You've got to match that when you go to Burnley. Um, every manager in the Premier League says that and, and it echoes it. Otherwise, then you can you can be in for a bad day as Everton were today. They did look <laughs> as if they were ready to match the the steel that Burnley had. Um, I thought Burnley did great, and I thought no, no, that is the way they should be playing. You know, Burnley esque. Um, you know, credit, credit to them. Um, Sean Dyson, he seems to be able to always rally his boys, no matter how bad things get. He does seem to be able to somehow rally them away from home at Everton. You know, he's, tell he's them, the, you know, go out and be bastards to them, and and, and they'll they'll give up. He's <laughs> the king, and it's the it's king it's, of yeah. Burnley. He's a god up there, isn't he, Sean Dyson? He is. Oh yeah, yeah. He's um, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's he's. What I was going to say, Wilder esque. Wilder esque. He actually got sacked. So. <laughs> Um, but we'll, we'll go, before we get on to that, we will go over to Fulham Man City. Um, obviously, Man City won. Uh, but I don't mean, I don't think uh, Fulham were disgraced. They'd actually try and play some football at points in the game. Uh, but Man City, again, they're just in cruise control. They are, they're on the motorway. Uh, the crew's on at 72. And they're just drinking a coffee, just <laughs> waiting, eating up those motorway miles to the Total to screamers <laughs> blasting through the stereo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's I think it's harder to talk about you know City playing than it is to talk about like Newcastle West Brom. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it is yeah, it's just kind of like cause it's yeah, just, they were good again. I don't, yeah, <laughs> you know, the, yeah, City are spectacular. You know, they play lovely football. They play, you know, to a man, they're, they're fantastic and up for it. And even they when they don't play well, like. even when they don't play well, you can you still sit there and go, yeah, they won. You know, they dominated yeah, they the game. <laughs> yeah, they didn't they didn't create as many chances as normal, but they won. Uh, yeah, and yeah. end of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think far, can, yeah. What one thing I pulled out is that Aguero managed to score for the first he time did. in about five years. Um, yeah, um, John Stones again in the goals, like. Yeah, John Stones is on fire. The minute. Yeah, absolutely on fire. on fire. Like he's he's done well again, and you know what, what can he say really? It was just a, a city. Well, we said that we did say it in an episode where we talked about John Stones for like five minutes, but I'm going to do it again because I'm really impressed that he's still continuing to do it. Uh, you know, talk about seizing your opportunity. Uh, he's just oh yeah, undroppable at this point. Like yeah. you can you cannot drop that player. Um, you know, it's. Oh, Pep still the signing of Ruben Diaz has been <laughs> so important. The re-emergence of John Stones. Pep still rotates, I mean, uh, but yeah, he's undroppable. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, Laporte. See, it was, it was, it's weird to think of Laporte not in a Man City. Not not probably been for me. Like how how Laporte could ever drop to a third choice centre back is fucking. Inst- I, I cannot believe the words I'm saying in my mouth. But for me, he has third choice, isn't he? At, makes- at this time. It yeah, definitely. Because last last season, all you got from Man City fans was, "Oh, well, the reason we haven't won the league is because Laporte's injured, and now he doesn't play." And it's like, well, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's your excuse. And now this season, he, he, I know Diaz has come in and stuff, but it's, it it just made me laugh a little bit. It's like you can't <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, everybody in that side is. I mean, they could, they could probably do it with a slightly better left back, even though I think. Sinchenko is a really capable um, <laughs> left back, but I, I, we find point we, we we find it hard to find points to talk about. It's Man City; the, all the players are terrific. They'll probably build on that squad in the summer, yeah, and it'll just be insane. Uh, when Erling Haaland goes there, oh my word! Don't even talk about it. Imagine <laughs> that they just go get Haaland and Mbappe. <laughs> fucking. Just, just, just ruin football. I'd probably yeah. That, 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 that would just sort of ruin it for me. Yeah, <laughs> that's, like, that's like when when you're a kid and you change all the squads around on FIFA. You just put with the best players at one team. Yeah, you just like yeah. World Eleven. Yeah, um, yeah. It'll be it would be like the Scotland boys when when Rangers dropped out of the league and it was just just Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> 
30 million pound worth of players turning up in like plastic pitches playing against fucking plumbers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it would it'd just be absolute fucking mental. Um, I would hate to see that happen. I'm yeah, hoping for God that, that some other club comes in and gets them both. Um, <laughs> uh, we next go, I, I think we've, we've made a point. They're hard to talk about, the wind are terrific. They pass the ball very well. <laughs> they spend money. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we next go to Southampton, Brighton. Uh, Southampton, also a club in terrible, awful home form. In fact, in fact, no, in fact, Southampton's been slightly better home form this this year compared to last year. But it was just like they may as well avoided the home games. <laughs> um, Brighton got a very, very important win, didn't they, boys? Yeah, massive, massive, massive goal, massive goal, win. Then win. Yeah. they they deserved it. I think um, they they seemed the better team to me, and both their goals were really well taken. Like the first goal. Is an absolute bullet header from Lewis Dunk from quite a distance as well. He's, he's probably at least fifteen yards out to score a header from there. Obviously, you have to be pretty powerful. Um, really impressed with that. And the the, the winner, um, Trossard, scored absolutely beautiful football in the build up. Um, you know, we've said many times Brighton are a very good football inside, and they showed it there. Um, it's a, a nice finish. Um, yeah, like I said, I think, I think they deserve the win. I think Trossard deserved a goal because he's hit the bar about fucking 20 times this season. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Brighton played terrific. Um, Southampton gave it a decent go. Uh, Brighton uh, very much deserved, put in the performance and actually got the points that they deserved, which, mm. is a, which is a rating. I think we stunk echoed that in the post-match where it just said, oh, Graham Potter did even, where it says, you know, there's a lot of times they play that well when they don't get the points. Yeah. And it was nice and a bit of morale. I oh, yeah, found this out, boys. What do you think of this? Um, Graham Potter has a master's degree in leadership and motivation. Really? Yes, and that's why he's like. I didn't know you degree could do that, can you? I didn't know you could do a degree. Yeah, master's that. degree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. you'd get a degree you in motivation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mate, motivating people. It might not be leadership, it's leadership and management or some shit like that. Right? <laughs> I was say motivation, like. Who, te- <laughs> who teaches it's it? That's why they degree online. Mr. Motivator. Master Motivator. Yeah. <laughs> It's weird because like Graham Potter doesn't seem the type. He seems to me as more like the, a quiet manager. You just sort of well, he is. Oh, he's please, like, please try that. He, he strikes me as you know, that yeah. PE teacher in school. That but he was like the sound one. That Dig, like yeah, Dig yeah. Dig didn't really care. Would like would let you play football when it, you were meant yeah, to be playing yeah, hockey. Exactly. Yeah, he'd be like, oh, yeah. you're meant to sure. play hockey, but here's a football. Go and have some fun. And everyone's got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Properly no, I, like, I money. like him. Uh, I like him. I think he's a. I think he's a good manager. I, I, I do. I like him. I like the way that yeah. he sort of. I really like the way that he's he's come over from managing in in Sweden, like mm. obviously in some fucking random job that he's gone <laughs> over. He's used his degree. He's earned. He's earned his place in the Premier League. I think um, by sh- like sheer hard work and talent. I think I respect mm. that. I like that. He's a good manager. And uh, yeah, they're, I like they're too good to go down, Brighton. Yeah, so. yeah. we say that every week, actually, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> but the, it would be the best team to ever be relegated, in my opinion. <laughs> um, Billy loves Graham Potter as well. He's always creaming over him. Uh, <laughs> he's like, "It should be a European Champions League manager." And I'm like, "Billy, <laughs> he's been at Brighton for five minutes, mate." <laughs> His name is Graham. Do you, know what I will, <laughs> do you know what I will say? Um, what, I, what I also picked out from this game is that uh, Scotsman Shea Adams scored a, a nice little finish. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, Scotsman. Uh, Shea, you know, well-known Scotsman. I'm surprised they didn't get a call up until now. Big uh, Shea. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and apparently his granddad ring them and I thought so do you want to play for Scotland uh, <laughs> I mean to be honest the, the leading line is going to be an Australian bloke and a <laughs> an Englishman, <laughs> an Englishman. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean Blended Dykes is Scottish he was actually born in Scotland and you know, Shea Adams if he wants to come play for Scotland I'm not going to fucking tell him though uh, it's either that or we've got Ollie <laughs> McBurney <laughs> and a full photo <laughs> Honestly, I would rather have a scarecrow up front than Ollie McBurney at this point. Uh, <laughs> just, just, maybe spook a centre back or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're in good shape. We're going to win the Euros, obviously. Uh, and Shea Adams is much better than that English geezer that's captain. What's his name? Gary Gary Haynes or something? Whatever his name is. Yeah, shit footballer. <laughs> uh, going on to. A fucking absolutely superb match. And one that we probably all could have seen coming following Ooh, the sack yeah. in a wilder. Uh, Leicester City absolutely 
pummeled Sheffield United. What are your thoughts, Jake? Um, I feel sorry for Paul Heckenbottom. <laughs> uh, you know, caretaker manager, the under-23s manager, Sheffield United. The, the, the man who's, you know, revered by all the fans has just been sacked. And you're looking at the fixture list. You've been told uh, you're taking over Leicester away, and you think, "Oh God!" <laughs> uh, I think it's a side like if I looked at sort of the Premier League, if if I was a caretaker manager, Leicester or Leicester away or Man City away, the the games that you look at and just think, "Oh no, please!" Like because Leicester, you know, they're such a, a good side and an attacking side, and and they showed that you know five nil, absolutely ridiculous, and the goals were really good as well. Ian Acho was on fire. Perez scored yeah. a really good goal. Vardy, you know, didn't score but made two and, and, and looked a menace throughout. Um, I mean, yeah. Should have been a 9 no. Absolutely. Should have been a 9 no. Yeah. 100%. It should have got another documentary out. Uh, what were your thoughts, Jed? <laughs> I think it's a shame for Sheffield United, actually. Um, oh, I think there will oh, have been. Oh, Sheffield, oh. Yeah, there, well, there will have been. <laughs> I feel like there will have been, like, one small crumb of hope in the dressing room. Like, let's do it for Chris. You know, and, uh, they've gone out. They've gone out there, and straight away they're like, "Yeah, oh, it's not happening." <laughs> like, that's what I feel sorry for them because I can just picture them all getting, yeah. you know, getting fired up before the game. Like, come on, the gaffer may have gone, but we can do it. Come on, and just, yeah, it's just not happening. Um, to be fair, I don't reckon. I don't reckon Chris Wilder was cheering them on at all. I think he was sat in his couch, fucking spat out his Stella <laughs> as he was fucking laughing his head off. Um, <laughs> Uh, how, Surely how not. He's still, a, he's still a Sheffield United fan, isn't he? Like, surely. Jose you know, Mourinho like, was a Chelsea fan, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> you know what he said. And then he sacked me. <laughs> no, no, I, think, I understand it was mutual. It was mutual concern. Surely, very uh, much wanted to walk away. Sure, surely, uh, I think he would have been a little bit disappointed. I think he would have been as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, nah, I'm an Eric. I'd be smug. Maybe that's just me. I think he's he's good. It's just you because you're a bastard. I am a <laughs> I think he's he's more gutted about the fact that he thought he was unsackable. <laughs> Clearly, based off what was going on. Like, well, I was telling him on Total Schemers he was unsackable. Yeah, like, he, would, he would have been there like, yeah, got a job for life here, I'm set. Yeah. Get to stay tenure. Yeah, he's got tenure. Um, tenure. And suddenly it's all come <laughs> crashing down. I think I think he'll have had a very uh, uh, difficult weekend, Chris Wilder. Uh, well, as far as I understand, it was mutual. You know, I mean, I think at that point he could have pulled up a deck chair. And sat and just, you know, did with that PE teacher you were talking about, James, go play some football uh, and, read, and read a book or something uh, at the training sessions. And it wouldn't have made, wouldn't have made much difference, to be honest. Um, I don't think Sheffield United are going to get a better manager to take them out of the championship, though, than Chris No, Rainer. I don't either. I think they maybe should have let them rally the boys. Eddie I Howell. think he could have. He could have, you know. Um, Do you think Eddie Howe sees a project there, maybe? Ooh. Eddie Howe potentially might Ooh. look at that and think. Nice. No, and for the Celtic job, obviously. No, he's not. He's never got a Celtic. He's said that for the start. Why would uh, he? Roy Keane's getting he? that job. <laughs> mm. Oh, he wants it, doesn't he? I bet Gerard wants him to have it as well. Mika Richards <laughs> will be gutted, won't he? <laughs> you know, Roy Keane's <laughs> style of coaching. Just, just shout at them till they're better. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a mad story about him. Man. He was, you know, he was at Ipswich. Um, hmm. it, apparently, there was a a game where he was basically just like straightening his tie in front of a mirror for about five minutes and just talking about tactics. And then he just turns around and just whips the tactic board off the... <laughs> he just walks it across the dressing room and starts bollocking them all about how they're not following his tactics. Sounds like, the blokes sounds are like a Tarantino movie, like Reservoir Dogs or something. Like. The, blokes, <laughs> the blokes are so Stuck in the middle with you, playing in the background. <laughs> I think I think I read about it. I think it was uh, Jimmy Bullard's book. He was talking about it in there. Like we had a brief stint at Ipswich, didn't he? Like, mm, um, yeah. like Keane's just an absolute psycho. Like, be good, yeah, great to see him go, going up against Gerrard, though, wouldn't it? Like, it'd be some, that'd be an old firm derby. I think if it was going to work out, it's Keane as fucking as a manager that they've done so by now. Um, <laughs> trying to buy him out of that Sky contract, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> paid a fortune. Paid a fortune, this guy. Just to go. You know, do me a favour, you know, every now and then, <laughs> fortune. I'll do that, Sky. <laughs> Mike and just could laugh at me all fucking day, I don't give a fuck. Can I just point out that I've edged a couple of weeks, a couple of shows ago, Ian Acho, you know, destined to be a superstar, and here he is, getting his hat trick. Yeah, 
very humble interview in the post match as well. Yeah, very um, nice, wasn't it? Oh, lovely, lovely lad, and I, I couldn't be more pleased for for a young striker like him uh, to do so well. Uh, and Jimmy Vardy looked happy as well. <laughs> um, it's almost like he's, he's like he just ate one day. United, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought, yeah he honestly, does. I thought he was. I thought he was nailed on to score against them. To be honest, he normally does. Well, he, he should have done, mate, and it should have been yeah. nailed. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good to see Ian Atro um, getting the hat trick though, because I think that he's somebody who's still. I feel like he's yet to live up to his his potential. Obviously, going to Man City when he was there at a young age, everyone kind of expects it to be like mm. expects him to go on and become a superstar. It's not really happened for him yet, but he's he's showing it in patches, and I think that this is definitely a you know a big boost for him. Mm-hmm. You know, and Brendan Rodgers isn't an idiot. You know, Vardy can't. You know, he Vardy can't last forever. I mean, Vardy will last forever, but you must. Any reasonable person would be thinking, <laughs> he's, you know, he's not. You're not going to put all your money on that. He's going to, you know, still be running faster at forty because he seems to be getting faster. He seems to be getting quicker every <laughs> year. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, you know, I think it's good for Leicester going forward to know that, uh, you know, it's not just Team Vardy. <laughs> James Madison was sat on the bench. Did you see what he's? Did you see, did you see his clobber? No. My word. You know, uh, I didn't. I didn't. But I imagine it is pretty. Poor. He was wearing a, a pink and yellow supreme hat. <laughs> really? Yeah, some very, they still make very them? questionable uh, items of clothing, <laughs> doesn't he? Yeah, it's just you know what I mean. I'd probably dress like that if I had that amount of money, mate. I'd be walking around with a fucking sombrero on, made of diamonds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just <laughs> <laughs> wear whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> <laughs> I'd still dress like a homeless person, but it'd be like yeah, a million would. million pound homeless person. Yeah, I'd, I'd just have as many football shirts as I wanted. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> but moving house, Anna, and it's made of football shirts. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have uh, uh, one floor just dedicated to football shirts. <laughs> Our new house. <laughs> Football shirts that you don't even. This this is Leicester 2003 third kit. <laughs> it just means nothing to anybody. But you have it. <laughs> I could never could never own a Leicester kit, mate. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, we next go to the um, the Arsenal Tottenham game, which was you know, I had everything done. It I had <laughs> the Lamella show. The, um, yeah, things. the uh, the Barstillers pod. Um, I was scrolling through Twitter and I, was, I found out they tweeted before, obviously, um, Lamella got sent off that uh, <laughs> I think it just said, Lamella's one of the greats in the Premier League, just Rabona's and fighting. <laughs> <laughs> did you see um, Did you see the tweet that, that the lad um, the lad said, like, oh, when uh, he came on, he was like, he's going to do some some dickhead move, like score a Rabona or something. And, and obviously he <laughs> did. Like, and it's blown up the geezer's got like... 10,000 likes on it. Do we want to be a safe bet to do that every Spurs game? Because, you know, it will happen. Probably, yeah. Like, it's like, if you did it every game, eventually, you know, you would be right. It's a, um, it's a, it's a cheeky, cheeky goal, isn't it? Unbelievable, wasn't it? It was unbelievable. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's so, it's, oh, it's just from every it's angle. The, as what well, makes it amazing. better for me is the fact that it's gone through um, the nutmeg. It's the yeah. Megs. Yeah. It's gone through his legs, and it's just so much better. It's so much more satisfying, isn't it? When not only have you oh. scored Rabona, but you've just you've absolutely sent someone else for a hot dog. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely brilliant goal. Like they, it's just it's it's a great bit of skill, isn't it? The Rabona. It's, it's just yeah. It's so difficult for players to execute like that. Yeah. Like in that that sort of position and to even go for it is like what does he do like because if he pulls if he doesn't pull it off that goes wrong that goes did you see it's like, did you, you see david dunn's tweet idiot <laughs> david, dunn, david dunn obviously he tried to rabona didn't he and he pulled <laughs> his face and, and he, t- <laughs> he, he tweeted uh when the goal went and he was like oh lamella welcome to the rabona club <laughs> it's just like <laughs> Well, yeah. If you haven't, if you haven't seen a uh, uh, David Dunn's attempt ever a boner, go on YouTube and just type it in. It's it's That's so one of the funny. Best things I've ever it's seen. it's great. Yeah, it, it, I won't explain it, but it, just watch it. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I tried watch. one a worth few a few weeks ago. Folded like a deck chair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Needed an extra on my ankle. <laughs> um, Thierry Henry was back in the back in the pundits chair. Uh, he's on good form. Me and Jake were speaking before. It's nice to see Thierry back in the studio, um, where he belongs. He's having a ter- terrible coaching career, but no, know. I think he's. I think he's going to go for a job here in. Uh, yeah, in yeah, he's going to. He's going to. You know, 
Celtic job. United job. Sheffield United job. <laughs> I, I can see him. I see him. I can see him going for like a championship level job or something. Yeah, something. like yeah. that. I think he'd take any job. I don't think he's, he's that fussy. Um, he would have a miserable time in America. Very sad. Mm. Um, it was good to see him with a, with a smile on his face. He was <laughs> very glum over there. Uh, he seemed to have a good time with Cara and stuff like that. <laughs> I think. Um, uh, Bring, uh, bring it back to the, the game. I thought Arsenal deserved the win. Um, Mourinho set up far too negatively for this oh, game. Oh, absolutely. They... No, he had four attackers in the pitch. But he, he like, they, didn't attackers. Attackers. they didn't do anything. They didn't play <laughs> didn't attacking, though. Yeah, <laughs> they, didn't, they, weren't, they weren't pressing. They weren't working very hard at all up front. They weren't really playing in an attacking way. So oh, he's sure, got four I'm attackers sure on the pitch. I'm sure didn't say to them, go out and be shit. <laughs> no, no, do you know what? I, I can I, imagine I genuinely did, think... I genuinely think that the the game plan was to try and like just let Arsenal wear themselves out a little bit and like hit them on the counter attack, and they just didn't do it. Like Arsenal were just better no, than them. All, like, the, it it just, was for me, it seemed negative. So soak it up and get it up to Sun at some point, and Sun came off, and you just you just looked at Josie's face, and he's like, "Fuck, fuck." <laughs> 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 Literally, was there, this... wasn't it? He was like, yeah. "What do He's... I do now?" <laughs> <laughs> but that's Billy that, uh, like... Ali was like getting wound up and stuff like that. And he was like, "What are you doing, mate? Get back in the You're not coming <laughs> on till the end. Get back but on that's that." Like... Bella. <laughs> you should be. They should be going out there and and you know trying to hit them harder early on in the game, not sitting back and letting Arsenal play because Arsenal, you know, they're not they're not bad side. Like, They've got really good attacking yeah. options. Like they've been really improved of, of late, um, and they, if you let them play, then they're going to punish you. And they could have had a lot more goals. They hit the woodwork mm. a couple of times. Like, so mm. it could have gone. It could have oh, really, really, really backfired. Like, it could have backfired even more for for Spurs. And that's, that's what I mean when I say I think they're negative. I think that they should have gone out and taken the game to Arsenal with the the talent they've got attacking wise. They have the ability to do that and just didn't. Um, so it's disappointing for. From a Spurs point of view, for that that sense, I do think that they were unlucky with the penalty, though. Um, I don't think that was a penalty, to be honest. Sanchez. I know someone someone was tweeting online like, oh, if you think that's um, if you don't think that's a penalty, then you don't know football. And I was like, it's not like, a penalty. It's like it's, it's not it's, a penalty. He's, he's he's making a challenge for the ball. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's like, the, the contact is unavoidable. Like unless yeah. you just want, what is he going to do? Just let him score. Like yeah, you've exactly. got a challenge. You've got a challenge for the ball and. To be fair to him, it looks like he's trying not to make contact. It looks like he's trying not to deliberately put his foot too far across him, across Lacazette. Because if he does, if he sticks his leg out directly in front of him, then he's going to go mm. over it. But I think it's just the momentum of it. There was always going to be a collision. And at the end of the day, yeah. if if, um, if if Lacazette smacks the ball into the top corner there and Sanchez still follows through on him, are you pulling it back and giving a penalty? No. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's it's for me. It's not. It's not a foul. I, I don't think it's a foul. It's a coming together. And like, it's. I, I thought that was harsh. Um, but either way, Arsenal still deserve to win. Yeah, I mean, one hundred percent, they deserve to win the game. Uh, maybe not in that fashion though. Um, yeah. who, who was refing this? Was it Oliver? Can't oh, quite recall. <laughs> um, either way, he refused to go to the screen. VAR asked him. He said, "No, I had the perfect angle." Oh, did you? Did you? Did you really? <laughs> I think the man. <laughs> With a computer and a telly, if he's telling you to go have a look, you should probably go have a fucking look. <laughs> yeah, you go aside for a minute. The thing I don't Do get you know about I mean? it is I've seen people saying that um, they don't tend to give like they don't tend to give penalties if uh, Lacazette had made a clean contact with the ball and like the keeper had saved the shot, for example, and there was a follow through. That wouldn't be mm-hmm. a foul. What is the difference? Like whether he makes contact with it or not, because he's he's had time to make contact with it. He's missed it. He's he's taken it. He's an air shot, isn't he? He's missed the ball. What different? What difference does it make whether Sanchez sliding in in the exact same way that he would have done if Lacazette had made contact with the ball? You know, why does that make it a penalty? And it wouldn't be if if the shot had actually got you know he actually got the shot off. Like it's, Mm. I feel like that's a weird argument um, to have. But I've seen that. That's like the predominant thing I've seen about it. Um, and people saying that's why you know it, it, if he'd made contact it would wouldn't have been a penalty but because he didn't make contact it was a penalty I don't, I don't get the argument um, really really weird decision and I think that if that's a penalty then Wolves should have had one in the Liverpool game for the mm. Allison incident um, which obviously we're going to come on to but that's, like, that's all this season has it's, it's, been it's, like, it's double standards they, they everywhere change, isn't it yeah but they change their standards and then you think well yeah, if that was that then 
insert X Games should have been that exactly. Well. It's like all, then, all, all that's needed is consistency, isn't there? And just like, made this, this consistency season, the most shit this season, isn't it? That's all. It is. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's the worst in my my memory. Maybe it's highlighted. Um, I don't know what it's highlighted by, uh, but it just feels for consistency and refereeing. And it's, it's you can tell in the media it's a much much bigger topic mm. um, than it has been in the past. Uh, do you know what? Like even unless it was a horrendous horrendous decision pre VAR. You know, it's it's in the media for five minutes, and then everybody's over it. Yeah, you know, everybody's yeah. over it, and it's forgotten about. It and you think, oh, he was offside, and that that goal should have stood, and that should have meant this. But at the end of the day, you know, you know, what goes around comes around. You end up getting your decisions, uh, unless you're Manchester United, just get all of them. Uh, speaking <laughs> of Manchester United, uh, we go to Old Trafford where they took on West Ham. West Ham actually looked for me as if they were missing Jesse Lingard. He's had a cracking start for West Ham and played a big part in their, in their recent form. Um, Never get any of the seven shots on target, West Ham. But uh, Man United didn't look much better. And Chris, Chris Dawson, OG, um, to, to get the three points for, for Man United. What were your thoughts, Jake? Um, I was, do you know what? I was actually really disappointed in West Ham. Um, I feel like this season, they, they've been good and you know they've, they've looked dangerous, really dangerous um, in certain games. And I felt like United have looked a bit fragile in certain games. I felt, when, before the start of this game, I thought... West Ham, this could be a really good opportunity if West Ham to go to Old Trafford and beat them. Obviously, they mm. didn't. They didn't have any shots yeah. to target. They looked really slow, luggish. The passing was crap, and, and you know they didn't look like the same West Ham team that we've seen all year. And I just felt like they sort of bottled it a little bit. Um, probably their best chance to go to Old Trafford and get a victory. Um, and they, and they, yeah, like I, said, I just I was really disappointed in them. And to be honest, Man United weren't much better. They got the fortunate goal, like you say. Um, and then that was sort of it. The game sort of ended, <laughs> really, for me. <laughs> the goal went in, and it was like, well, I can't see the side actually scoring again. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a, it was a disappointment. I was expecting a bit more of a game than what we got. Definitely. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. I, I was in the same boat. I thought that mm. this one had the potential to be a, a pretty good game. Um, it just didn't work out that way. I, I, I don't really recall a significant West Ham chance no. in the game. Um, Man United. Had the better chances, couldn't really break through, and then they got a, you know a slice of luck with the own goal um, from the corner, which is what what they needed. But it's it's a missed opportunity for West Ham. I think Simo is right saying that they were missing Lingard. Obviously, couldn't play against his parent yeah. club. Um, but yeah, for for West Ham, I think um, it's it's dis- it's disappointing from their point of view. Do you know what? David, I heard that David Moyes has never actually won as an opposing manager at Old Trafford. Yeah, he's never won um, that, yeah. In, this was the time to do it. In, That's what, yeah. in a ridiculous amount of attempts. Like, yeah, exactly uh, right. Like this is the time to do it. With West Ham in better form um, mm. than, than they were. Uh, yeah, just for me, yeah, I, I completely agree, boys. I'm, I'm very much in that camp. It was, it was an okay game. I was disappointed to see uh, Chris Dawson get the OG because he has had a, a, a great resurgence since going to West Ham. A lot of people thought that was a stupid signing by no, Moyes, but it, by no means has it been. He's been he's been really good. He's been at a really de- decent Premier League centre-back level. Um, good in the air. Know, yeah, really good in the air. You know, in both boxes. Players, <laughs> speaking of players good in the air, we next go to Wolves-Liverpool and Nathaniel Phillips had another cracking game. Every time he plays really well, he's heading close to nailing down that spot. Um <laughs> Before I get your opinion, boys, I re- I didn't write Nathaniel Klein. Uh, Nathaniel Klein, that's been a while. Nathaniel Phillips <laughs> <laughs> um, off uh, completely. I just thought that he wouldn't have much of a future at Liverpool, and that he would have a, he would play a big part in the end of the season, which he is. Um, but I thought at the end of it, it would probably be a shake hand, sort of find him a good move and, and move him on, where he can be a first choice centre back. But seriously, you know, I think you know you. I I like it. Look at him. I think he's just so confident now. So confident. Uh, what were your thoughts on the match, Jake? Um, firstly, before we start, I talk about Nat Phillips, who start slowly becoming my uh, new god. Um, <laughs> slowly, <laughs> slowly. Yeah, no, it's a lie. He is, he is the new god. Slowly, uh, <laughs> oh, listeners. You're not privy to the Stoke Steamers group chat, but if you were, it's been a constant news feed of fucking Nathaniel Phillips. <laughs> Phillips, Phillips, Phillips. Oh, um, but no, I, I thought I thought um, Liverpool's goal was really nice. It was good to see. It was like Liverpool of old. It was fast flowing, attacking football, you know. All Phillip, three involved. Nat Phillips, three Nat Phillips won the header, gave it to someone else, as he does. 
give it to someone better than you, who gives it to someone else. And then it was, yeah, Mane, Salah, Mane, Jota. And it was, you know, in a flash, it was over and it was a great finish from Jota. I think the keeper probably could have done better to save it. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought it was a really, really well worked goal for Liverpool. And a goal that, you know, was at the start of the season, it was what we were sort of seeing between that front three and Jota coming back. It's, it's proven already what massive help that's been uh, for Liverpool. Had to be him, didn't it? Just to rub salt in Wolves' wounds. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. The uh, the old wolf coming back to uh, <laughs> reclaim his throne. <laughs> uh, I, was, uh, I was thinking about this uh, last night, Jake. I mean, going into next season, it's probably going to be the first season since Coutinho left that Klopp actually has a headache of picking his forward line. Mm. Um, I, I mean a proper headache. I mean, no one, like no Liverpool fan is is, is annoyed because like Devil Carigi or Shakiri's been left out, or, like, yeah. or even Minamino. We 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 normally make that, that that cry for the front three or Bobby in the middle. Uh, and I think next season it'll be a generally a more competitive environment. I think mm. Bobby Firmino's far too good a player not to fight for his place properly. Yeah, and I think he'll be seizing his chances, and I think it'll be a real headache um, for Klopp. And I think. Um, as I was saying a few episodes ago, that Newcastle haven't done a particularly great job of rotating players. I think it may be an opportunity to rotate that front three uh, and not have them just play seventy games a season. Oh, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> that, that would that would be good. Uh, what were your thoughts on the match? Yet? The match, Jed? Um, as I said earlier, I thought that um, Wolf should have had a penalty for the Allison challenge. But he drops the ball. He's, he's he makes a hash of it really, uh, but he, he completely follows through on the attacker. And I think that that is a foul at the end of the day. If 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 that happens on elsewhere on the pitch, I think it's a it's a free kick. You know, a player getting clattered into like that. Um, not to say that they would you know would have scored off him dropping the ball, but like it's it's contact in the box, isn't it? It's he's he's out of control. He's 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 fouled the attacker there for me. Um, so I think Wolves unlucky there. Um, but it's about time Liverpool won a game. And I, I did think, like Jake said, I thought the goal was taken really well. Really good football between the front three. Um, very impressed with that, and maybe the keeper could do better. But yeah, there's enough power behind the shot for it to go yeah. in. So, so good goal. Um, it seems to me like Liverpool at this point are just turning up now. Just want the season <laughs> over and done with. See how far they can go in the Champions League, and just get on to next season. Um, I think that's that's the mentality from an outside perspective. Um, mm. And uh, you know, I don't blame them to be honest because obviously the title was gone. It's just. Turn up, make sure you, you play well enough, you know, win if you can. If you can't, you know, well, who cares? We'll get it. If we don't, if we don't finish in the top four, we'll try and win the Champions League. <laughs> I think it's worth noting just how well we all started in this game. Yeah, they did. Liverpool, no end of problems. Mm. Um, and, and, and really dominant in that, in that first half in particular. Um, a lot of stuff going wrong for, for Wills this season. Uh, obviously, Patricio had that horrible head injury it's, I don't think it's a skull fracture from what, from what I read I, I think believe he's okay yeah yeah, he's, he should be okay in a, in, a, in a wee while so you hate to see it I mean uh, talk about cursed clubs you know <laughs> we said that last injuries. night didn't we in, in the in the group chat you know I think yeah. we, we spoke about it and Billy was sort of like again bloody hell like and, and it's true <laughs> yeah. you know like you say a, a club you know, head injury wise, it couldn't happen to Wolves again, and it did. And I, I must admit, yeah. you know, 15 minutes in, he's still lying on the floor. I was like, this isn't good. Um, but mm. thankfully, obviously, he is okay um, from, from what we've heard. Um, but yeah, Wolves, I don't really know what know what's their season needs to weigh over as well. I feel like they're a bit like Liverpool. Yeah, they're ready for they're ready. Yeah, for they want their season um, to finish. Hundred percent. Just want to finish. I think do some business. Um, get some players get, back. Get, 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 <laughs> yeah, get get some players back. Get a preseason and, and go again. And I do think you know, with some of the players they have in that squad, they, they should be knocking in the door of Europe again. Um, and I think what we've done really well is that they've made themselves really really far away from being um, a lower league side, mm. a lower table, a lower table side. Um, by you know, by really good recruitment, I think. Um, Fabio Silva, you know, when he's got a proper preseason, hopefully Raul Jimenez comes back and um, you know, uh, depending his health, obviously, I would don't really like to see him back if, if it's obviously medically safe for him. But um, maybe he can have that the actual proper breakthrough series uh, season where he contributes quite a lot, yeah. like off the bench in the last not twenty minutes of a game. Um, but for Liverpool, you know, it was great news just get points on board. That was that was a main objective, and that was done. Um, of course, it was away from home. Uh, they still need to win at Anfield. 
they have the opportunity to action um, after the the uh, the, is it the international break. International or? break. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, and then they have that running that that sort of chase for Europe. I'm very much in the same camp as you, Jake. Is uh, I would rather I would rather Champions League or no European football. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. No interest. Champions in, League in, or in bust. League. <laughs> yeah, pretty what much. What are you going to do um, on a Thursday I, night though? Have a nice relaxing <laughs> watch, uh, bath. Watch Slavia, pla- watch Slavia Prague play fucking some Danish team. Same <laughs> 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 as I normally do. Um, but uh, that's that's going to do us for this episode, boys. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much, mate. Always a pleasure. Been a, been a pleasure, mate. Uh, thank you, thank you to the listeners and thank you to our sponsored uh, Manscape uh, Screamers twenty for twenty percent off and free shipping. Uh, we'll see you in the next one. Cheerio, bye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sport Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.